as black people. Why are we on YouTube? Why are we on Facebook? You know why? Because we haven't created our own platform. So the realities are that we need to have more people who are prepared and trained at the very highest levels. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. Wouldn't you like to be a guest on Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham? Well, the link is in the show notes. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the 140th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Today's show is sponsored by Milestone Mental Health Agency, as well as Apex Financial Group of Virginia and the COO team. Big news, big news, big news. I'm joined today by two phenomenal entrepreneurs. That is Letitia Griffin. She is the CEO of LAR Solutions Company. It's a leading performance-driven company with a serve-first attitude. They're equipped to assist with critical components of business and work diligently to deliver exceptional service without compromising quality control. As a minority and woman-owned business, they consult with small and large businesses and provide support in transportation and logistics and also provide commercial cleaning services and equipment and supplies. Welcome. How are you, Letitia? Very good. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Very good. Thank you. Awesome. I want to hear about why you started this company and how things are going through COVID and all of those kinds of things. So just kind of brief me to um, the very first beginning. Okay. I'm sorry. My friend is going off. The company started in November 2019. Um, I saw a video on trucking. And I'm not in the trucking space. I just, I'm in finance. I'm an underwriter by trade. But um, I just started watching these YouTube videos on trucking and third-party logistics. And I'm kind of a nerd. So I just went down that rabbit hole and was very interested. And then I was just like, this is something that like I can do. Initially, thought I thought of it as like a side hustle where I could get passive income by putting my truck with a third-party logistics company but then as I started to get more and more interested and listen to podcasts, I realized that there was like a whole bigger world out there for trucking, transportation, supply chain logistics. You could do warehousing, different types of transportation. And I just, I'm like, this is this is a career change. This can be a company. So we started in 2019 and then COVID happened. Uh, yeah, so you were full-time in your business, in this particular business, prior to COVID. No, I was working full-time in my regular job, and then I started this as, like, a side business. Um, this for other companies, working under my friend's business, and then um, November 2019, we formed an LLC and formed an official company in November, um, and so we were just doing consulting, and then in March, just... It just kind of stopped. I guess. Um, yes, we have resumed. Okay. Um, do dispatching equipment now so that we can um, go over the road. My truckers can go over the road. Um, we're working on contracts or consulting with people for contracts, um, things of that nature right now. So we're, we're still new, but we're fully functioning at this moment. <laughs> Awesome. So I know a number of individuals in the trucking industry, and I want to kind of 
um, hear from you a little bit more of a deep dive into what you actually do. Like, what is the service that you offer to those that, let's say, run their own trucking companies? How are you helping to kind of simplify things for them? People that run their own trucking companies, we uh, we can provide dispatch services to them, okay. meaning if you don't have dedicated routes or you're not contracted by the government to do certain things and you need assistance with finding deliveries or things of that nature, we can help you with dispatching services. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm wait, we just got some um, additional funding, so I'm waiting on equipment to be delivered so that I can run under my own authority, hire drivers, um, and run and have them go over the road as well, and okay. then really get into um, intermodal transportation, bonded warehousing, hazardous freight, things of those that nature. Eventually, down the road. Okay. So, I, and I understand too that there is a kind of a critical shortage in this area in terms of drivers, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. There's a driver shortage nationally. There's always uh, meetings and think groups that I'm a part of trying to figure out how we can attract drivers, how we can retain more drivers. Um, so, yeah, that's a big issue. There's a there was there's a definite a driver shortage right now. And is there primarily a need for 18 wheelers or is there a need just generally for folks that can move product at any level? Very much at any level. Um, the 18 wheelers probably hold the most weight um, so they can get things delivered in bulk, but it goes down to box trucks, straight trucks. It goes down to cargo vans. Um, there's people that can drive in their cars and deliver. Um, wow. So, so the supply chain is very vast, very big, and we need like everyone at all levels. Hmm. And so, and I want to make sure I got this right because, you know, mm-hmm. Some people are like, oh, Blair, she's the plug. I'm only the plug if I've got the right information. <laughs> so I make sure I'm clear. You have access already to the actual work. So, yeah, we don't have dedicated contracts, but we find work on the load boards. We have special, I guess it can be called dedicated, where you can get work on certain days. So if you don't have, you have a business that runs to Monday to Friday and your Tuesdays or Wednesdays are slow, then we may have a produce or something that you can run in the intermittent time where you don't have your regular work. Got it. Okay. Okay. But working to build even more contracts and things like contracts with networking, meeting people, um, things of that nature. Okay. All right. And so what's your primary need right now as a, as a company, what is it that, what is it that you are seeking? Um, well, for myself, it would be a, there's a driver shortage and an equipment shortage. We've had to put a lot of capital up just to wait for equipment to be delivered so that our own company can run freight and do things of that nature. So, like I said, in the meantime, I've been I've worked under my friend's business. I've dispatched for other companies just to keep the income coming in. And once um, the equipment is delivered, then we'll more so run on our own. But I'm trying to serve other businesses while we while we wait. So you're simultaneously running, and this may have gone over my head, but you're simultaneously running a trucking company and running the solutions. Mm-hmm. The solutions to other business problems as well, yes. Love it. And doing that full time. You've left yeah. finance altogether. No, I, I work in finance as well. I have a, uh, I still underwrite, so it's um, 
primarily I do sub-servicing, so it doesn't take up too much of my time, but I, I still underwrite. And if people need help with like loan modifications, that's what I currently do as well. Okay. Okay. In, in that particular space. Very interesting. So then, so you're, you're diverse. If you've just tuned in, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street today. I'm talking with Letitia Griffin. Um, we all know that the industry around transportation is experiencing a, a shortage, right? You, there's way more freight than there are drivers at this moment. So she's meeting a critical need um, in the, in the current, current economy, current market. Also providing some commercial cleaning services. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so we have. Um, that was the part of where we started initially um, as well. Just doing small cleaning contracts. We wanted the, the idea of LAR solutions was to be a problem solver to business needs. So we work like non-customer facing, but. We are in a, in, a, in a way, but it was to solve the needs of other businesses. So if that was transportation or rail needs, it, if that's cleaning needs, we have a small team um, that we're trying to build out as well that can serve on a smaller side, commercial cleaning needs as well. Okay. Okay. And then providing equipment and supplies as well. <laughs> yes. We, if there are specific needs, we have access to wholesale vendors. Um, so okay. We can serve, um, we can provide wholesale uh, cleaning and commercial janitorial cleaning supplies as well. Okay. To other- what is the name of your, what, what is your website? Where can we get more information about this great work that you're doing? It's LA, www.larsolutionsco.com. L-A-R-solutionsco.com. Okay. And joining you in business, I know you've mentioned we several different times. You've got a partner that you work with, a a team that you work with. Yeah. So I just, I started with my partner. LAR is Letitia and Ronald. Actually, he's like um, a finance partner. He does um, mostly, he's mostly our CFO, um, like accounting and make sure we don't overspend on certain items. Um, but the initial, it was my idea for the company. And then I do need like some financial help. And that's where my partner comes in as well. I got to ask you about the value of partnership. You know, a lot of us start business. We go it alone because I don't know, maybe trust issues, or maybe we don't necessarily know with whom we should partner. Right. Talk about the benefit of partnership and how things have progressed between yourself and your partner um, as you've grown this business. Partnerships are very important. I get super overwhelmed just in my day to day. Um, So being able to delegate or have specific tasks that someone is there to help you with and you have the same goals in mind, you're working towards the same idea, but we just have different strong suits. Um, So it's been very beneficial. We work, we talk, we do projections, but we're working together on the same goal, just in different areas of expertise. So um, just making sure you have the right agreements in place, but a partnership can be can move you forward in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Go even deeper. What are some of those kinds of agreements that you needed to establish prior to getting underway as LAR solutions go? Yeah. Even just starting like the percentage agreements, how much equity we would have. Not providing legal nor accounting advice at this moment. (laughs) She's talking about her own experience. That's my disclaimer, but I want to hear this, you know, talk, talk through this piece. 
yes, an operations agreement. Um, as soon as we started, like I said, I, it's a woman-owned company. I am the CEO of the company, so I have 51% ownership. So I would have a majority say over the final decisions, but um, it is a true partnership. We work together, um, like I said, in our operating agreements and, and just in our day-to-day, we have daily tasks that we assign to each other so we know who's working on what and what the expectations are once those tasks are assigned. Um, so whatever works for you, but like I said, this, for me, my company's woman-owned, uh, 51% ownership and women-led, but we definitely have a partnership that works well to move us forward. Love it. And are you all uh, SWAM certified or considering SWAM certification at all for your business? We are SWAM certified. So yes, we, um, we're in SAM.gov and we are SWAM certified. So that's, that's great as well. Mm-hmm. And seeking out some some additional government work. Awesome. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more. <laughs> you know, because the reality is um, black businesses, black owned businesses tend to be concentrated in only about six industries. Right. This this is not one of them, you know? So just to hear you say, you know, I decided to do a deep dive when I discovered this, this industry, I put my nerd hat on, I went out to get the information and now you're like breaking in, you know, finding a, finding a niche in this space is really, really cool. It is. It's been a lot of fun. Like it's nerd hat is so right. Like I listen to podcasts all, all day long and then I've come across so many great women who owns large companies who are doing it big, who look like me are taking up space in this, in this arena. And it's, it's extremely exciting for me. Cause I, like I said, I started out just thinking about putting a truck under a different company and getting passive income. And as I started to learn more about what people were doing, especially women were doing, it just became more and more exciting and the ideas got bigger and bigger. Yeah. So five years from now, 10 years from now, I heard you talk projections. Where are we going with this company? What What's the anticipated growth? Uh, what other sectors are you looking to get into? Where, where do you see this going? Absolutely. Like I said, um, Virginia is not well known for like being a transportation capital. So um, my friend and I have a friend, um, Angela Little, she runs a dispatch training center here and she owns a trucking company here. So we've just been working together. She just put on a recent conference that I attended um, to get more women information, women and men, to get more people information about this space. Um, they can be CDL drivers. They can be uh, dispatchers. They can be trucking and supply chain logistics company owners, warehouse owners, um, just trying to bring more knowledge to the space and expand my company. Like I said, I would love to do um, air freight, rail freight, intermodal transportation, bonded warehousing, um, and just making a space for that in Virginia. Yeah. I want to ask you about some of those things you mentioned, but they're a little beyond. <laughs> kind of it's just what it sounds like. Freight is everywhere. It comes by air, the airplane, the trains, the rail freight, ground freight, which you know in trucking is the ground freight, um, ocean ports. So it's just everywhere and how you get it, the different ways that you get it. It's not. Okay. 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 Well, let me ask you this question, um, you know, because I think we're living in a time where there's unprecedented uh, career switching, you know, mm-hmm. 
looking at what they do. They're evaluating the safety and the efficacy of how they're bringing in revenue and they're making decisions, right? Um, so thinking about something like obtaining a CDL, you know, I've heard many people say, you know, that is essentially where driving becomes a trade, right? What is that process of obtaining a CDL? Um, well, I don't currently have a CDL. I'm going into this fall with a couple of other women to obtain my CDL class, a license. Um, it could afford a six week course. Um, there are some companies who will sponsor your training and education. You work for them for a year to get that experience. Um, and then they'll cover your cost of education or reimburse you, um, in certain instances, but it can be, um, how do you say, like a safeguard, like, like you said, people are switching careers and this is something that's really in demand. We need drivers. Um, so they're paying top rates right now for drivers. So it, it can be a, something that someone may want to check into. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a subject that's near and dear to my heart. Both my brother and father, CEO, you know, my, my brother has his own trucking authority. My dad's now retired. And so, you know, when I think about it, I'm just like, man, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It is. I love it. I'm such a tomboy. I love it. I, <laughs> I love everything about it. I'm excited to try to go get my CDL, even though, um, you could have a class B as well, which is not so much, um, you know, it doesn't require as much as a CDL A uh, holder and do like the box trucks. They just have air brakes. So um, there's all different kinds of things. And some drivers for our box trucks don't even need a CDL. There are straight trucks or box trucks that you can drive um, under certain weights that you just have to have a valid driver's license. So that's good for some people as well. Yeah. Just made me think about how uh, Amazon has changed the game in terms of you know, wow. <laughs> now there's kind of a, a career opportunity, an independent contractor opportunity. Absolutely. Amazon, just moving Amazon products. And yeah. that kind of went through the roof during COVID. And now I'm able to get my groceries delivered from Whole Foods for free. And it doesn't matter like where I live with respect to the Whole Foods. Um, things are changing. They're changing very rapidly like a lot of the things that you know we talked about as kids or heard about or with that you know there were cartoons about now we are living the boop 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 <laughs> you know <laughs> what'd you say about to be like the Jets it's happening fast and beyond and beyond so, um, so then you know when you think about the transportation and logistics industry, you know, it's almost like how do we ensure that that there there is still relevance? You know, a lot uh -huh. of the younger people are looking at the technology; they're uh -huh. not really focused on how things have to move. But ultimately, things still have to move. Absolutely, they have, they to, have to move. Yeah. They I know. I know. So that's like uh -huh. a training piece to. Um, to workforce to say, you know, things still have to move, like even in this age of, of technology and so forth. So we've got about two minutes remaining. I definitely want to allow space for you to say anything else more that you want to say about your company. Definitely reference your website. If there are ways that people can get in contact with you that maybe are looking for additional work or whatever it is, please provide that information. Um, yeah. 
I'm sorry. Phone number is 757-525-9990. That's my business phone number. You can call, leave a message um, if we're not available right away. Um, www.larsolutionscompany.com. You can also send us a message there. If you're um, in need of dispatching services, we can um, assist you with finding certain things depending on your company structure and what you're um, looking for. And um, any women or any other people that are involved or interested in this space, I love to connect, learn more. Um, like I said, I'm a nurse. I'm always learning more about the business, the company, the industry. So if anyone's looking to connect or do anything of that nature, you can definitely reach out. Awesome. I absolutely love it, Letitia. Thanks so much for being here today. This has been... Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And I'm wishing you well. Continue success as you as you grow the company and provide something that is much, much needed in our community. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Letitia, thank you so much for that awesome info. Be back in a moment. The biggest financial asset that you have going for you by miles is the value of your own earning power over the years. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. More important business insights are on the way. Stay locked in. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after these messages. Hey, this is Seiko. DJ Seiko Varner, the producer of this podcast. So when I'm not producing podcasts, I'm actually DJing wedding receptions, corporate events, proms, other formals, and I would love to take care of your special event. So our company is Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. That's www.positivevibes.net. We've been performing for over 25 years and we would love to bring our expertise and our fun to your special event. Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. Peace and prosperity. Welcome back. It's the 140th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Joining me now is Mr. Nathaniel Turner, attorney. Nathaniel Turner, named for the Nathaniel Turner. <laughs> He's the author of the League of Extraordinary Parents and creator of the official parent empowerment course, which teaches academic success strategies for everyone, regardless of wealth or privilege, and provides parents access to the same tools, techniques, training, and strategies that the parents of the top students use to help their children. Welcome, Mr. Turner. How are you? Thanks. And please just call me Nate. Nate. Yeah. All right. I'm just Nate. I'm just Nate. We read yeah. the bio and then I, we I know. the clarification on, you know, but we had to give full disclosure that this is Nathaniel Turner, you know, attorney Turner. So welcome to the show. Nate. I don't, I don't practice. I'm just, I just, I'm just a guy with a law degree, but yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, well, you still a lawyer, that matters. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate your work in this space. Um, this is also something that I am passionate about, the, the parenting piece. Um, so I would love to hear, you know, what was the inspiration behind this particular uh, piece of your entrepreneurship? So the genesis of this is, is, my, is our son. And I have to say my son. I usually say my son. My wife will probably listen to it and be mad at me. She'll say he's our son. The genesis was our son. Um, my wife and I both wanted to find a way to help our son have a, a, a childhood and a educational career that was, I don't say easier, but different 
than ours and hopefully better. So before he was born, we wrote Harvard for an application. And we took the application from Harvard to back design a template for his life. And we've thus used that similar process to help other families do the same thing. So in 1994, Harvard listed three things in particular they were looking for from students. They wanted students who, of course, do well academically, but they also mentioned that they wanted students who were world citizens and students who care for something greater than themselves. And so we used that um, and modeled and created a template that we call now intellectual ambition, global and cultural competency, and humanitarian drive. And those three elements became what we used to help our son. Um, the, the, end, the outcome is, because that's the important part, the outcome is that by the time the young man was 16, he was fluent in four languages, he tested in the top 1%, but he decided to pack his bags and lead a country and went and played soccer in Brazil. And when he returned 18 months or so ago later, uh, after having a concussion, he applied to 31 of America's top engineering schools and was accepted to 27 of them. And today he's in his fourth year of his PhD at Carnegie Mellon. So we didn't have any money. We didn't cheat. We didn't use Adobe Photoshop. We couldn't give anybody some money to help get our child into school. Ooh. We created a system to do that for him. Oh, wow. And so in so doing, you catalog that process. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Kept every step. Something that anyone can use, it sounds like. Absolutely. Kept every step. Because, I mean, what's the point of just helping your own child if you're not willing to help the community? Moreover, I'm from Gary originally. So my thought was, if I'm not willing to help other people like me, then I didn't deserve any help when I was being raised. And so that's the hypocrisy of all hypocrisies when people, quote unquote, make it, but don't realize that they have a responsibility to give back. So we just took all of the things that we did, all the things that worked. The things that didn't work, we tossed out and we now have a system that we believe will, will work for anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I've got to play devil's advocate here. I mean, I did the whole go to school thing, get the degrees, whatever, whatever. And it was, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it fine, you know, sure. um, but there are those that say, number one, that these institutions are not designed for black success. There's one argument. There's another argument that says it just may not be necessary generally in order to be successful, right? Sure. Um, does what you have created answer those questions, speak to those concerns? Um, and, and, and what generally is your kind of reaction when you hear that kind of? All right. So I'm going to I'm going to address the the part about the system. The system is the first element of it is intellectual ambition, which is which is not the same as test scores and grades. We're we're talking about helping to create human beings who are able to think critically, who are able to make sophisticated intellectual decisions, who are able to understand the global and cultural competency, understand other people's cultures and languages and so forth. And then lastly, people who want to leave this planet better than it was when they arrived. That goes beyond just what happens at a college or university. The reason it's designed, we designed it for our son for Harvard is because at the time, Harvard was the number one ranked institution in the country. And so often one of the things that um, precludes people who look like you and I from getting, getting through school is that we have to pay so much to go to school. But a child who at the time was it, wanted to attend Harvard if their parents made less than $60,000 a year, numbers they go to Harvard for if they get admitted, zero. Yeah. 
So why wouldn't you prepare for the best? Now, if you don't want to go to Harvard, that's completely fine. And he didn't have any interest in going to Harvard. And as I mentioned, he left the country. He didn't want to go to college at all at the time. He wanted to chase his junior playing professional soccer. But the unique thing is that when he did return, he had a full buffet table available for him. So he could choose whatever option he wanted to. My objective is not to tell people to go to college or where to go to college. Our objective is to say life is a buffet table. And you are best served when you don't have to just eat the hot dogs, potato chips. When you can go down to the other end of the buffet table and have caviar and Don Perignon and filet mignon, et cetera. And so we just want to expand the opportunities to make them available for all people. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to. No, no, You said you were devil's advocate. I'm like, the devil got enough advocates of his own, but. but. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> you know, because there are people listening that just go, no, granted, you know, our, our base is affluent, college educated, whatever have you, but sure. they are contending with this particular generation who's saying, look, I can make more money on YouTube than you probably ever made. You know what I mean? Just by figuring a few basic things out and literally twiddling my literal thumbs <laughs> across the screen, right? right. But, so I but I would throw that at you. No, no, it's all good. I would say, conversation, right? That's the purpose yeah, of the platform. Absolutely. I would say that that, that, um, that ideology is true, but it's also very false. It is the same as someone saying, I can be a professional athlete. Yeah, you might. But the odds are unlikely that you will be a professional athlete. The odds are even more unlikely that you'll make a whole lot of money on a YouTube page. But moreover, I would say this as as black people. Why are we on YouTube? Why are we on Facebook? You know why? Because we haven't created our own platform. So the realities are that we need to have more people who are prepared and trained at the very highest levels so that we can create platforms that, quote unquote, work for black people that are owned by black people. If we're on a platform, we're making someone else money. You're making Mark Zuckerberg money. And when we're on, when we're on Google or uh, YouTube, we're making Sergey Brand and um, got the other gentleman's name escapes me at the moment, but the two original founders of YouTube money. We're also making uh, shareholders of YouTube, uh, of yes. Google and Alphabet oh, yeah, money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. So I'm like, OK, that's great. But then then let's take all this genius and get off other people's platforms. If you're so good at it, you understand it so much. Get off these platforms and create something for ourselves. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I mean, there is that narrative as well. Right. Create your own, you know, narrative, you know, and I, I mean, this is right. Black Wall Street today because, you know, it's exactly. Black Wall Street today. Right. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, I, so, let me, so let's go let's go back though so yes. talk about the league of extraordinary parents we're talking about the official parent empowerment course are there elements that speak to the emotional intelligence that's necessary um to, to, to really be an outstanding parent because when I first heard it I, I, I really was not thinking about um success per se I was thinking about some of the other kinds of gaps that we see pervasive in this in this generation. How does the course or does the course um, engage with those elements at all? So the the um, academic or college preparation course is a little bit different than some of the work we do with the League of Extraordinary Parents. So the League of Extraordinary Parents is more of a holistic approach. If you if you so are, are you are you a mom, your parent? I am a mom. 
Okay, so cool. So that I just asked this because if if you went through Lamaze, you know Lamaze teaches you teaches parents how to breathe and eat ice chips and where to put a pillow on a woman's back and how to write teaches those things. But here's the unique thing, and you know this: twenty four hours, forty eight hours after your child is born, the hospital puts you out. They say goodbye. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get up out of here. And and we send people home with the most precious most sophisticated um, creature ever known right to the history of the world with no instructions. And so we believe that that's a, that is a, a failure of our society, that we would send people home without any instruction. And so what we're simply doing is, is offering parents some instructions from conception through college on how to help prepare a child to be a successful citizen. Now, whether or not they go to college, that's up to you. Um, whether or not they ever travel abroad, that's up to you. Whether or not they make a contribution to the planet, hopefully they will, but those things are up to you. But what we don't want you to be able to say is we didn't know how to do it. That there's no book, there's no instructions, we didn't know how to do it. We're like, well, we can give instructions and we can show people how to do it. And whether or not you decide to drink from the water, like the proverbial horse, it's completely up to you. We can't make you drink, but we, but you can no longer say that you didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff. Interestingly, right? Yep. This nation does do that. They send them home or whatever. There are other countries where when you leave the hospital, you a human being goes with you, right? Get a whole nanny for free for X months or years that's coming to provide assistance in the household because your dynamic is never going to be the same, you know? I've contemplated moving for that reason. <laughs> to another country. Particularly after baby number three, it's just kind of like, oh my gosh, even practically, I am ill-prepared to take on this work, you know, not to mention all the other elements that are gonna come into play you know, later on. So no, I I appreciate that. So we've got about three minutes remaining. I definitely want to have you go ahead and talk about where we can find more information, where we can connect to your movement, your mission, your, uh, your work. Okay. So the, um, you can find the league of extraordinary parents at, there's a website It's L X T R A P L X trap.com. And you can find a whole sort of breadth of the things we're doing. Um, even some workshops that we've done for free, uh, workshops that we continue to do for free. Some of them have been online, obviously because of COVID, not a whole lot of stuff been going on in person. Um, I have a, a blog called Raising Superman, which I've, I don't know, probably had now that for uh, close to 10 years where I started chronicling my son's experiences living in Brazil, playing soccer. And I just continued to write in the dad space about how to be an involved and engaged father, how to be involved and engaged parent. Um, I also speak, so you can find, I have a personal website, it's nathanielaturner.com, where you can find, I think the six or seven books that we've written, and we've got two others that are out, due out this, this fall. So you can find that stuff there as well. Wonderful. Man, this has been awesome. <laughs> I will be back. I like the conversation, excited about the, the work and your contribution to to the community, to the planet. Um, definitely, definitely needed, right? I got a name to live up to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you visited Nat Turner land in, in Virginia, um, 
but the area right where he where he lived is now a a library and grounds for um, a tour and, and and various things. I've had the pleasure of visiting on several occasions and um, being inspired by, to say the least. So, something. Well, I definitely have. I'll definitely have to visit certainly my entire life, my 56 years on the planet. I, I don't, I've never not been reminded of who it is that I'm named after. My initials are NAT for that very, for that very reason. Yeah. So that's dope. I have no choice. I have no choice but to do this. Thank you, Nate. Appreciate you again coming on to the show and, and all the work that you're doing. And um, we'll look forward to connecting in the future. My pleasure. Thanks for having me and good luck. God bless. This has been awesome. A tremendous thank you to today's guest, Letitia Griffin, as well as Nate Turner. Wow. Uh, Thank you again to our sponsors, Milestone Mental Health Agency, Apex Financial Group, and the COO team. A reminder, the B-Force Accelerator application portal opens on August 15th. You can get more information by visiting our website at blackbrand.biz. Thank you for tuning in to Black Wall Street today. We're building minds, building connections, and forging the path ahead toward business success in the Black community. Join us next week where we'll talk with Shonda Saunders with Intuitive Veggies and Rakia Ray, a music artist and songwriter. See you next week. This show was brought to you by the consulting services of Positive Vibes Incorporated. We do credit fixes, we do debt restructuring, and we put money in the pockets of real estate investors. So give us a call. We can fix your credit. We can restructure your debt. And if you're a real estate investor, I would love to put thousands of dollars into your pockets. 757-932-0177. That's 757-932-0177. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the Black community is the Black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say Black, you say Wall Street. Black, Black.